This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiuri, along with Roger Weiss. Just you and me, Raj. Rich is uh, he's out watching his son play uh, soccer today, and Frank. Frank's with Touchdown Jesus. Yeah. South he, Bend, Indiana. I mean, he's there to watch uh, Notre Dame, USC, which I think is one of the most amazing uh, college games. I mean, that that ranks up there going to see Army, Navy, uh, you know, any one of those uh, big rivalry Michigan, matches. Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, huge. Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Auburn, Texas, Texas A&M, so many of them. Uh You've and, been there, right? You've been to Notre Dame for a game, haven't you? Yes, I've been there a few years ago. I'll show you how long ago it was. It's before they put the upper edition around the stadium and all that. But, uh, yeah, uh, any Notre Dame game, it's an atmosphere. Uh, you can prep people like Frank and Nate for it, and you have no idea until you get there. It's really uh, amazing. And, you know, I am envious of Frank. And he says, well, maybe next year we'll go to a game. He'll include me in their trip up there. So plan ahead. You might have one Saturday without during football without either one of us. Okay. Well, I may tag along with you guys. Oh, okay. We'll have <laughs> no show that day. Yeah. <laughs> but that does sound amazing. I would say amazing. do a remote from a football game, but the last time we did that, that was at OP uh, in uh, front of your uh, SUV <laughs> <laughs> with uh, Bilt and uh, in Mike the van. Tarantino. I posted that memory uh, not too long ago. Uh, you know, Facebook has this thing, you know, your day in history, whatever. So I put, uh, came across that one. I was like, man, what a great memory. And people are still laughing at it. It's like, what do you mean? You guys did the show in the van. So, yeah, somebody forgot to open uh, or unlock the uh, press box where we were supposed to do the show. So we wound up doing it inside the van. We had the people in the concession stand crack it up because we were placing our orders from the van. They were listening. <laughs> and I still remember that game afterwards. It was pouring rain. <laughs> OP against Clarence. Yes, and uh, all of a sudden the fits. And a quarterback keeper was coming at me, and he was heading towards the sideline. And I'm thinking, dude, if you don't make a half right or a half left, I am so history. <laughs> what a oh god, oh just memories. Yeah, that's what a- it's all about—the memories of these uh, years and years. And we're talking one—I think it's 2010, 11. That's a few years ago. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I miss it. That was a lot of fun. Then we broadcast the game with Brian Koziel. We had an absolute, uh, absolute blast. Yeah, well, at least you were in the press box. I was down in the field for that. I wasn't soaked. exactly any warmer. <laughs> well, yeah, but you were drier. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, news and notes, Raj. Uh, I just want to give a shout to the uh, uh, Hamburg cross country teams, boys and girls. I was at the meet yesterday at Evangola. State Park on my way to uh, Dunkirk for the Dunkirk-Albion game. I want to give a shout. You know what, Tony? I hate to be a whistleblower and all that. I think Hamburg had an illegal overage runner. Oh, no. boys meet yesterday. 
this guy was a dead ringer for uh, their uh, athletic director. I think so tough at Hamburg that the athletic director has to run in a cross country. The question is, I'm kind of shocked. Can he run? Well, he was, let's put it this way, and I want to give a shout to Carter Dills. He's an autistic student at Hamburg, and he runs those cross-country courses. He's like a honorary member of the team and all that. Obviously would not be a factor in any meet, but he also has to be escorted. And the normal escort yesterday was unavailable for the uh, uh, to participate. So uh, athletic director has to do everything whenever PJ, to his credit and congratulations, he ran the course, jacked the course, whatever you want to call it. And I was so proud of Carter Dills, and I was so proud of PJ. Way to go, Carter, and uh, good job. And PJ a, is always class act. Quick shout to the uh, Hamburg, uh, you know, Lady Cross Country team. They won both the varsity and the uh, uh, JV competition yesterday. Varsity girls led by Rachel Slowinski and. Uh, uh, Molly Kapsha, that name's familiar. Her sister Ashley's a former uh, Hamburg uh, Lady Bulldogs basketball player and soccer player who is now playing at Brockport. Outstanding. All right, we're going to go to the phones right now, and we have our good buddy Tom Prince on the phone. Good morning, Tom. Hey, Tony. How are you, Roger? How are you? Uh, we're doing great. Great to hear from you. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. All right, now you've got a special shout-out that you wanted to uh, deliver today. I do. It's to uh, an Orchard Park modified football player, um, and I actually coach him also in basketball. His name is Simon Boncaldo. Uh, I definitely would like to make sure we wish him uh, to get better right now. He's currently in the hospital. He was actually trying out for the Buffalo Bills flag football team, and in that process, when he went up for a pass in the end zone towards the end of the tryout, uh, the kid that was guarding him, went up with him and his knee went into his stomach they found out that he actually has a lacerated pancreas at the time so simon's been in the hospital now for just shy of a week and is still trying to find out exactly how long he's going to be there and i just want him to know that he has all the thoughts and prayers of everybody in western new york sports so that he can hear that everybody in Western New York is thinking of him. Outstanding. Simon, please uh, heal up fast, buddy, and uh, all the best to you. Well, I don't know what to say, but, I mean, he's going to be in there a while. That thing is, uh, it's a touch. anything with the pancreas is touchy, so I can imagine some kind of uh, trauma with that is even more so. So, cut it out, young man. We're all pulling for you. Yeah, he's got a great attitude. I could Just to see a smile on his face would be great. And right now, I just want him to know we're all thinking of him. Oh, give him a hug on our behalf, uh, Tom. I will. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Roger. Tom, are you still there? I am. Uh, we were by any chance were you at the OP game last night? I, I absolutely was. Because uh, I'd love to hear your input from you. There wasn't much of a write-up in the newspaper other than the final score. What are your thoughts on that game? So it was kind of what I thought going into it. You knew that Niagara Falls' strength was definitely the, their defensive ends. And both of them played. Is that the Raglans? Putting, yes. Um, that definitely played very, very well. I will say what hurt Orchard Park, no doubt about it. Nick Bruce goes down the first play of the game and doesn't play the rest of the game. You lose that weapon in Orchard Park, and that is going to hurt you. <laughs> and, uh, and Jack Sharp, 
I got to say, I thought did a phenomenal job not having his number one weapon out on the field. That's tough when you miss your guys. Believe me, I know. <laughs> yeah, huge credit to Niagara Falls. It all came down to ultimately, you know, you know, you never want to say a game comes down to one play, but what had happened was it was about fourth and a foot. Uh, Orchard Park was going for it on fourth down. They brought in their running back to play um, to play quarterback to do a quarterback sneak. He quarterback sneaks it, and all of a sudden the ball came popping out, and Niagara Falls ran it back for 50 yards for a touchdown to take the lead. Wow. I'll, I'll tell you what, to their credit, at least they went hands under center. Another, nothing drives me crazier at a football game, fourth and inches, and they go uh, snap the ball six yards back to the quarterback, so a fourth and inches becomes a fourth and six, drives me up a wall. Yeah, what a shame on that, too. Gee, you know, it's one thing to lose the uh, first down, not get the first down, but to uh, have the defense, you know, turn around and take it to the house. Ouch. That hurts. Roger, he actually had the first down, where it looked like he had already had the first down. And as the pile kind of, uh, you know, as you're inside the pile there, all of a sudden the ball comes out of the pile, and it was after, though, it looked like he had already had the first down. Wow. Well, Niagara Falls kind of peaking at the right time, if you think about it, coming on strong late in the year and, and now giving it a push into the playoffs. We'll see what happens. Now, I think, if I'm not mistaken, they go up against Will North next week. That's what I figured. All right, Tom. Will North, yep. Tom, have a great uh, weekend, and we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Great. Thank you very much, guys. All Thank right, you. Take care. Uh, Tom Prince uh, calling in. Special shout-out to uh, Simon Bacaldo in the hospital. Get well. Uh, let's see. For my news and notes, last game of the year for my Niagara Falls Junior Football Cobras. We are playing today at Clarence High School at 2.30. And I just wanted to thank, take this time to thank uh, the guys that I coach with, head coach Chuck Fink, assistants uh, J.M., Sal Manjone, Bobby Dunn, and Joe Kenny. Uh, you guys uh, made a tough year special for me and helped me get through it, and we had a lot of fun coaching with you guys. Looking forward to uh, coaching next year. Great group of coaches. I couldn't be happier or prouder of these guys. They're a lot of fun. You know, We have a blast at practices and at the games. The uh, A <laughs> lot, lot of chops being busted. Let's put it that way, Raj. How's uh, things look? Uh, any report on the concession stands there? Uh, yeah, Niagara Falls, we had the best concession stand all year. It was tremendous between the chili, the cheeseburgers. Oh, man, I couldn't so ask you. the pizza. Niagara Falls has the MVCS? I think so. Most valuable but concession I, stand? I, I, I don't want to – actually, I shouldn't name it today because today we're at Clarence, and this will be my first time checking out their concession stand. So uh, From what Nick I and I will grade it uh, when we get there. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> you'll grade it before, you'll grade it at halftime, and you'll grade it after the game. I I'll don't bat. have the time at halftime, or else I would, but I'll definitely before the game. Uh, like I said, 2.30 kickoff. We'll be at, at Clarence High School. If you're in the neighborhood, uh, stop on by. We'd love to say hello. It's hard to believe that it's gone by that fast. Well, we're in week eight. You know, all but three of the quarterfinals are complete. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, and I want to thank the parents uh, who were supportive of us this year. Uh, it's uh, it's always nice when you know you have the parents back. So, although some, yeah, <laughs> they weren't too pleased with us and they left. 
unfortunately it happens but well, uh, sorry to hear that yeah well they'll find out the grass isn't always greener on the other yard anyway so let's get uh oh we do have rich before we get to the scores i want to uh bring rich sanders on good morning rich hey good morning what's going on guys how you guys doing good it sounds like you're in a wind tunnel <laughs> you on your way to your son's game yeah i'm on my way to my son's soccer game couldn't make it in today uh no problem uh what are your thoughts, from, I guess, from last night before we get into all the scores? Um, last night, I think that I was surprised by Bennett losing. That's one thing. I was surprised by South Park only winning by six. And I guess our game went as expected. So you thought Bennett was going to knock off Will North? I did. I thought Bennett was going to give a better game than what they gave. Oh yeah, Bennett what struggled last week against Niagara Falls and then uh, Well now based on what Niagara Falls did last night, maybe that isn't so right. surprising. More kudos to uh, Niagara Falls than anything else. Um but as we said all year, that's a young team and you know we know they'll be back next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh I'm looking forward to next week though. Uh, we get a rematch with Iroquois. So should be a good one. Now do you change you know cuz this is where coaches can sometimes overcoach or undercoach. Now you're going to play a team that you've already faced this year. Do you change things around, or do you pretty much go with what works? I mean, it was 49 to three or 42 to three in the third, so I don't think you know much needs to be changed on, on strategy wise. I know that they'll probably do some different things that they did offensively. So defensively, we just got to be ready for that. But. Um, I don't think you change much when you had such a deciding, decisive victory, you know? Yeah, I mean, keep that the same. Let, let your opponent do the change in, in altering their game plan. Uh, so it should be an interesting uh, interesting matchup. You guys are on a roll. I saw some of the highlights. You guys looked really good last night. Rich, did anybody uh, from your school uh, go to uh, Starpoint to scout the game? And uh, have you heard anything from them, if so? No, we didn't. We didn't. All our guys, all our staff were there, uh, so we didn't have a chance to see anybody else. Um, and Starpoint actually lost, or lost, right? Yeah, yeah, but they lost to the team. Aren't you playing Iroquois next week? Yep. Yeah, but see, what, we've already played Iroquois once, and we have enough film. We didn't need to go scout and see. I mean, they're what? What are they going to do? They ran Perillo last night almost fifty times, so you know what their game plan is. Yep. Best of luck to you next week, uh, Rich, and uh, best of luck at your son's soccer game today. Thank you, thank you. I'll see you guys. Thanks for having me on. All right, Rich Sanders, uh, assistant coach at West Seneca West. All right, let's get into uh, some of the scores throughout the week. Don't forget, it's not just playoffs that are going on. On Wednesday night, we had matchup game where Roy Hart Barker beat East Warren Holland 28-14. to On Thursday in the Chuck Funky Memorial Classic in Class A, you had Williamsville South, 42, Amherst, 26, McKinley beating North Tonawanda, 22-14. In Class B, Olean over Burgard, 36-24, Medina beats Alden, 24-21. In uh, Class C, Gowanda, Pine Valley, 47, Eden, uh, North Collins, 26. You have matchup games, uh, Fredonia, uh, Westfield Brockton, 24, over Loopport, 14. 
you had Kenmore West beating Hamburg 61 to 39. Springville shutting out Tonawanda 22 to nothing. And uh, let's go to the scores from last night in Class AA, uh, courtesy of Western New York Athletics and Inside High School Sports. Lancaster shutting out Hutch Tech 35 to nothing. Will North over Bennett, as we mentioned, 35 to six. Niagara Falls over OP, 22 to 17. Jamestown in two overtimes over Clarence, 53 to 52. In Class a, West Seneca West, 59, Sweet Home, 24, West Seneca East, 28, Grand Island, 14, South Park, 6 to nothing over Will East, Iroquois beating Star Point, 34 to 21, uh, let's see, blanks Depew, 49 to nothing, Dunkirk, 25, Albion, 7, Maryvale nips Newfane, 18 to 15, Allegheny Limestone against Cleve Hill, that's today. Uh, Southwestern, 28. Akron, 20. Silver Creek, 41. JFK, 14. Wilson, 57. Casadega Valley, Faulkner, 43. In Class D, Franklinville, Ellicottville, 54 to 13 over Portville. Maple Grove beats Randolph Frewsburg, 40 to 21. Uh, let's see. Kleiman, Sherman, Panama. Uh, Cataragas, Little Valley, that's today. Chautauqua Lake beating Salamanca 40 to nothing. So there you have the scores from last night. Well, we've already discussed uh, briefly a couple of the, uh, you know, class AA games. Well, we're going to get to uh, Nate, so don't touch on the Clarence-Jamestown game. We're going to get to Nate Geary at the other side of the break. So uh, jump in with uh, any uh, other game that you want to get into. Okay, well, obviously, uh, and I, I don't know if I should say it's a surprise because I considered it earlier in the year, and then you guys talked me possibly out of it, but uh, what are your thoughts on the uh, Class A South sweep of that, Class A North? That's pretty impressive. I don't think anybody was uh, too surprised about Iroquois, only because, number one, you know, you tell me about uh, how, uh, and it just sticks in my head that uh, the problem that the uh, uh, Star Point Spartans had uh, defending the run against North Tonawanda, a team that didn't even qualify for the playoffs. <clears throat> and then they went up against a team that specializes in the run. Exactly, and without their starting quarterback. Now, to the credit, the young man that uh, filled in for the quarterback, he's not the reason why they lost the game. No. Obviously, it's their run defense is the reason. Uh, I guess the biggest surprise is Grand Island getting it handed to him by two touchdowns by West Seneca East. Well, you remember what, what uh, when we were talking with Rich Sanders, I, th I believe it was last week, about West Seneca East, and he was saying he likes what they do offensively and the fact that they're able to mix up and do so many different things. When you're going up against a team that is able to do that, that's tough to prepare for. You have to put in a lot during the week, and sometimes the kids grasp it, sometimes they don't, or sometimes it's just a plain uh, matchup problem. So uh, I think you got to look at it and give West Seneca East all the credit in that Grand Island is a very good football team, uh, extremely well coached. You know they're going to be tough, but uh, East had it going on, obviously. Yeah, and you know what? I think the uh, the young uh, Marino lad that's playing at West Seneca. I guess it's safe to say the only reason it's not the only reason he's playing is he's the coach's son. He's also good. Yeah, very good. So uh, now that brings about the question for West Seneca residents. Which game do they go to next Friday? The West game at West 
or the East game, which will be played at Ohio Stadium uh, versus South Park. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Can you say doubleheader someplace? <laughs> that would be pr- pretty cool if you did have it in uh, uh, you know, a uh, doubleheader on the same field. And uh, if West Seneca and East can beat South Park and – you know, I'm sure South Park's a favorite, but it's by no means a given. Could, at this point, there are no givens. Right. You could actually, how would it be, what would West Seneca, the community, be if West Seneca East was playing West Seneca West at the Nerf? Wow. There's, you have that potential. Wow. You have that potential. I'm sure they're drooling at that thought. Oh, absolutely. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to have Nate Gary on. Uh, he's going to uh, chime in on that uh, uh Clarence Jamestown game. I'm anxious to hear his yeah, thoughts me on too. that game. In, in overtime. So we'll have that and more talk about some of the other games, the matchups today. Roger will go through what uh, some of the matchups are going to be uh, for next week. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. Tony Caligiuri along with Roger Weiss. Frank on his way to South Bend, or he's already there. Oh, they left last night. I'm sure they're there. Hopefully he's in line uh Picking up some uh, paraphernalia for me, amongst other things. <laughs> I mean, that's the only reason. He didn't want to go to the game, but he knew I needed some stuff, and sure. I couldn't make it, so he made the trip just for me, I'm sure. What a guy. What a guy. All right. Uh, we have Nate Geary on line one, and he wants to talk about uh, the big double overtime game. Good morning, Nate. Hey, good morning, guys. I uh, I feel like I should probably just start right around the five-minute mark of the fourth quarter and just tell you that the remaining portion of the game was just about equally as entertaining as a high school football game could ever get. I mean, people in the stands that were below us were just talking about, wow, what a game this has been. And in the first half, uh, you know, Clarence at at one point in the first quarter had a three-play drive to start the game. They scored. They then went negative 40 yards for the remaining first quarter then they switched to the I formation and started running the ball, and Jamestown had no answer for them. Jamestown's number one running back, their freshman running back coming in, Savon Van Sickle, goes down in the fourth quarter. So in this game, up to that point, already had 150 yards and four touchdowns. Wow. So um, Fr- Frank Wolf would be so happy to hear that. He has been, you know, bugging me like I was a Jamestown coach. Why isn't Van Sickle getting more carries and more touches and all that? This young man's only a ninth grader, Nate. I, Raj, the kid looked like, uh, I mean, he was the same size as me. You know, I'm, I'm a 25-year-old man. He's a, you know, 15-year-old kid, and he's, uh, he's, he was impressive. But he ends up going down with injury, and they're already down 10 points. So they're the- down 10 in the fourth quarter without their best running back who had four touchdowns in the game. The other question I have to ask you, he also plays linebacker on defense. How did that affect the defense when he went down? He did, and I'll tell you this, the defense wasn't as, as affected as I thought that they would be because he was a pretty big part of their defense too, Raj. Um, but I thought the defense really tightened up at the end, and uh, you know, as I kind of go through this last five minutes, you're going to find out just how tightened up they got and how impressive they really were. Uh, considering the pressure that was on Jamestown being down 10 points with five minutes left, and Jamestown goes down the field, they score a touchdown. So it's about two minutes and 50 seconds remaining in the ball game when they score that touchdown. They don't get the, they don't get the onside kick. So the ball goes back to Clarence with about 
three minutes, so two minutes, 50 seconds to play. Jamestown has, can only stop the clock one time. So they do. They stop Jamestown three consecutive plays. They call the timeout. They get the ball back, I think, with about a minute and 35 left to play. Question. No timeouts. Their best players off the field. Okay, well, a couple things I want to ask. Number one, they couldn't recover the onside kick. Where did uh, Clarence take over after the onside kick? And number two, assuming uh, Clarence punted on fourth down, where did the ball end up when Jamestown had to start that last drive? Great questions, Raj. So the onside kick was recovered inside of their own territory. So right around the Jamestown, I'm sorry, the Clarence 45. So right around midfield. And they ended up punting from inside Jamestown territory. And I think the ball was down around the 26-yard line, 25-yard line. So they traveled the length of the field with no timeouts and under two minutes to play just for their junior kicker to come out in the field as time expired to tie the game and send it into overtime. Holy cow! <laughs> How long was the field goal? 32 yards, and I'll tell you this, Raj, before the game, I was watching him warm up, and he was hitting field goals from 40, from 43, from 45, and I'm like, okay, this kid's got a nice little foot on him. And I, I was surprised just based on the pressure of the situation. And then, Raj, going into overtime, Jamestown gets the ball first. They, they don't get the first down, so they have to kick the field goal. And Schultz hit a, hits another 32-yard field goal in overtime to give them the 3 nothing lead in the overtime first overtime period. Then Clarence gets the ball back. Jamestown defense stops Clarence inside the one-yard line. They're forced to kick the field goal in a tie to send it to a double overtime. They do. John Stevens, the, the Clarence kicker, kicks, the up, kicks through the uprights. They tie the ball game. You mean it was fourth and goal from less than a yard? And they decided to kick the field goal. Yep. Wow. Well, that's the difference in the game. Uh, fourth and inches, and they go for the field goal. And on the two-point conversion, uh, Coach Langworthy rolls the dice. He does. And, and that was maybe the most impressive part because you just you, – Clarence scores on their first possession of second overtime. They kick the extra point. They go up sudden. And you could sort of feel the momentum switching to Jamestown, even though they just got scored on, if that makes sense. And then – Jamestown scores the touchdown. There's this big delay. They're wondering, okay, well, they're going to send the field goal. Well, you know what? They set the field goal unit off the field, brought their starting offense back on, and they ran a little motion play, and the guy was wide open in the end zone, completed pass, and it was one of the more gutsy play calls I've ever seen um, because you could have easily hit that field goal and went to a third overtime, and, and that would have been that. That would have been fine. But they wanted to win in a playoff game on the road in a game, you were down 10 points with five minutes left to go in the game. Sounds like Jamestown football to me, Nate. It sure does. 53-52 was the final. And, you know, you got to feel for those Clarence guys because they played their hearts out. They really did enough to win that football game, in my opinion. Um, but a missed extra point earlier in the third quarter really ended up being the difference, obviously, with the three-point game. Whoa. Not an opportunity to kick the uh, game-tying field goal as time expired. Wow, what a game. Yeah, absolutely what you said about uh, kudos to the McLaren's Red Devils. I didn't expect them to have much of a game. Uh, not o <clears throat> Excuse me. Not only because of the uh, uh, earlier... You know, early season Jamestown win, but when you consider uh, Nate, uh, Clarence had the most advantageous 
double-A schedule this year. In the regular season, they did not have to play uh, Will North. They didn't have to play Lancaster, and I don't believe they played Orchard Park, whereas Jamestown ran the gauntlet with those three teams the last three games of the season. So I thought Jamestown was much more uh, you know, playoff tested ready if you want to call it that and Clarence was not and like you say kudos to Clarence they they did something I never believed they would do you know interestingly enough too Rod John Stevens who was their leading rusher coming into the game I don't think had a carry in the game they really went to their freshman running back who I I don't have confirmation of this but he wasn't on the roster when I did a game earlier in the season I think he was pulled up from JV before the playoff game he ended up having two rushing touchdowns a huge catch and almost intercepted a ball. So a freshman player for Clarence came in and really was the heart and soul of their team. Roger, I'm telling you, this kid couldn't have been five foot seven and a buck twenty, maybe. Like this kid was super small. He was just he was going in inside carries against that Jamestown defensive line with guys who are maybe double the size of this kid. So that was really the most interesting part to me is, you know, Clarence went away from what really worked for them over the course of the season and went with a freshman running back who looks to be the future of Clarence football. So then I guess we could figure in the next three years uh, both Clarence and Jamestown with freshman running back being their feature players already, it ought to be interesting. Let's hope that the schedule makers make it so that they do not avoid each other during the regular season. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to want to see that. Van Sickle is a really nice player, Roger. I think uh, we're, we're definitely going to be hearing his name the next three years for sure. And, and, and to be honest with you, I think um, he's going to get a lot of Division One looks based on his size as a 15-year-old kid. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what he looks like as an 18-year-old, that's for sure. Yeah, you see him out there in the lineup, he looks like a senior as opposed to a ninth grader. No question. Incredible, incredible. Hey, Nate, thanks much. Uh, sounded like an absolute amazing game and a uh, great job in uh, giving us all the information and, you know, describe it. Wait, Roger, you had one more thing? Yeah, I got one quick question, Nate. This is a good, tough decision tonight. Do you watch the Yankees or do you watch the Fighting Irish? Well, that's not a tough one for me, Roger, because I hate the Yankees <laughs> and I really hope the Yankees lose tonight. And I will be watching that game, but it'll be so that I can watch the Yankees lose. <laughs> well, that's like that with anybody. You can ask them about the Yankees, whether they like them or you don't. But anyway, the passion is there. That you know, it's not so much you're rooting for Houston. It's you know, your uh, your second favorite team is anybody who's playing the Yankees, right? That's exactly right. But Notre Dame tonight, uh, I'm very jealous of Frank. He's maybe going to the best game of the year on the schedule for the Irish. Uh, that's going to be a great game. I'll be watching. Oh, yeah. All right, Nate. Have a great weekend, buddy. Yeah, you too. All right, Nate Gary uh, chiming in with the game from last night. Raj, any other games that you wanted to hit on before we go to the break? Oh, I guess, uh, well, in one of the matchup games, and there was kind of surprise Springville Griffith, which has not much of a – uh, year, you know, they didn't even make the funky ball, and they did a number on Tanawanda. Uh, I don't know what it is with Tanawanda unless they just mailed it in because it wasn't a playoff game or something. That game kind of surprised me. Uh, all the others, there weren't too many surprises, obviously. How about Newfane hanging with Maryville? Again, that's... I told you they were strong. Yes, and, uh, well, you know, 4-5 or five game, of course, you expect a good one, but they don't always work that way. Uh, I wish I would have been at that game. I'm I'm not disappointed that I went to the Dunkirk game, and I will uh, explain that. You know, I showed you that uh, 
picture I took last night. There's something we want to bring up about the uh, Dunkirk game that I don't think too many people are aware of. We'll do that after the break. Oh, we have a few. To go ahead. Well, you've heard of a lot of teams that have a, you know, a female on the team, most often as a place kicker. I remember Cardinal O'Hara. Oh, God, how many years ago was that? Uh, you know, the Williamsville girl that used to be on Saturday mornings on WBEN. I can't think of her name. Kathy from Williamsville. Her daughter played defensive back at Cardinal O'Hara many years ago. But uh, Dunkirk Marauders have a football team with two young ladies. Cool. Have you heard of any team that ever had two young ladies on a football team at once? I imagine this happened. I've never heard about it, though. Not to my uh, memory. So anyway, I want to give a shout. They're both juniors. Number 18, Jordan Francis, number 26, Olivia Surma, both of them place kickers. Uh, they didn't get into the game last night. Uh, they had a young man who kicked uh, two field goals, one of them from 45 yards as the first half was winding down, clutch field goal. Uh, but this year, both of them have attempted two uh, extra points, and both of them were successful on both extra points. They're juniors. The place kicker is a that's leaving will be a senior, so uh, one or both will be a prominent person in the uh, Dunkirk uh, football team next year. Outstanding. Maybe they'll go to the Sam Watts uh, kicking uh, clinic. It wouldn't surprise me. I guess the one girl says her range is probably, you know, 30 yards and in. She feels confident she can kick the field goals. Cool. Uh, let's see. Where are we with Monsignor Martin? I know they played Thursday night at uh, at the Nerf. Yeah, and I guess it was over early. Uh, I think uh, Canisius beat Franny's. I'm pretty 38 sure. 38 to 7, was it, or something? I thought it was only one time. I don't even remember the score. I know I DVR'd the game because I thought it would be a good game. And when I heard the final score, and well, it's kind of filled up on a DVR, so I had her deleted so she could tape the uh, South Park game last night. So, But uh, they're going to be the first seed. Uh, St. Francis will be the second seed. They draw buys. And then, you know, St. Mary's. Tymon, uh, who am I missing St. Joe's. St. Joe's and uh, O'Hara. They'll be three, four, five, six, and I couldn't give you the order off the top of my head. Those winners will play respectively St. Francis and Canisius in the semi. Do they the, play Thursday night this week? Well, no, this week is the final week of the season. It's not playoffs oh, oh, yet. Oh, okay. Uh, I had the schedule, I think, uh, St. Uh, no, I'm I don't we'll, have it in we'll front of me, so I'm not going to uh, speculate. All right, we'll look it up during the break. When we come back from the break, uh, let's go through the matchups and what we're looking at next week. And, uh, you know, a couple of games today still need to be decided to determine everything. But, you know, the, the picture is pretty clear. Roger will break that down for us on the other side of the break. Don't forget, Sports Talk Saturday is up next at 11 o'clock. Tonight at 7, Sabres against the Bruins. So keep it right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports. And Sal Capaccio's next with Sports Talk Saturday. Keep it locked right here. WGR Sports Radio 550. We have a milestone uh, possible today, Roger. Yes, Cleveland Hill, uh, they're playing, uh, I believe, is it Allegheny Limestone uh, today at home. One of three playoff games that are being played today. Two o'clock, yes, at uh, Cleve Hill. And we just... Uh, Got a text from our friend uh, down in the uh, Utica area, Markel. Uh, 
graduated from Cleveland Hill when he was living just around the corner from Kensington High School. And yeah, he, but Sal made the school. Yeah. <laughs> right, Sal? <laughs> yeah, but as uh, Markel would say, Sal is so much older than he is. You know, Markel is so young. <laughs> but uh, Markel texted us and wanted us to uh, remind everybody that if uh, Cleveland wins today, that it will be Coach Graham's 100th coaching victory. Outstanding. Uh, uh, two other games we have going on today. Uh, Pioneers at Lackawanna. That's a 1 o'clock game. Uh, matchup game, Frontier is at Niagara-Weedfield. That's actually going on right now. Yes, it started at 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, and then uh, I'm going to make the trip down with a couple of my friends to uh, Climber to see uh, Cheese Sausage Pepperoni, CSP, a.k.a. Climber Sherman Panama. They have a... Uh, Date with the uh, six-seeded uh, Cataraugus uh, Little Valley uh, for the right. They would well. They would still. They would have to. They win this game. They have to go up to uh, Bemis Point next Friday night to play against Maple Grove in what is, appears to be an interesting rematch. All right, go through uh, with some of the matchups or, or pos- possible and definite matchups for next week. Okay, Class AA. It doesn't get any easier for Jamestown, but let's face it, in their last three regular seasons and in the playoff game last night, uh, at least they're ready as far as competition, but now they have to go to Lancaster. Always a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) Lancaster looked really good last night against uh, Hutch Tech. I guess Hutch Tech uh, was in there battling. Well, what, didn't they, Hutch Tech, quote, hold them to 35 points? That might be one of the lows for Lancaster all year. Yeah, very uh, very tough Hutch Tech team. And the other bracket, uh, Niagara Falls, fresh off their impressive win over Orchard Park. They go to Will North. Class A. Now, a lot of people are going to be misconfused, but they do not recede in the playoffs. Therefore, it won't be one versus four. It'll be and two versus three. It'll actually, as it turns out, one versus three and two versus four. West Seneca East will travel to All High Stadium to play South Park. Iroquois goes right down the road to West Seneca West. Class B, uh, Dunkirk will have to play Chicktawaga. That's an interesting game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if Dunkirk has the weapons. Chicktawaga looking better and better sure. every week. And the winner of Lackawanna and is it Pioneer, Pioneer. today? Uh, chances, are, I mean, it's a one versus eight, so I'm, everybody's presuming Lackawanna is going to win. If that happens, Maryvale will travel to Lackawanna. If the upset occurs, and Pioneer will play at Maryvale. Got it. Class C, Wilson, uh, fresh off their win last night, will travel to Southwestern. How's that for a trip? From Lake Ontario to basically, uh, you know, almost the Pennsylvania state line. Long That's a haul. <laughs> and a yeah, long ride home if you don't win. Long ride home. Silver Creek will play the winner of Cleve Hill and Allegheny Limestone we alluded to. If uh, Cleve Hill wins, the game will be at Cleve Hill. If Allegheny Limestone upsets Cleve Hill, the game will be at Silver Creek. Chautauqua Lake, they will play... Evil Frank. Uh, I don't know whether it's at Franklinville or Ellicottville. I'm guessing Franklinville only because I believe last night's game was played at Ellicottville. Don't hold me to either one of those. I'm right. speculating right now. The winner of 
uh, Climber Sherman Panama versus Cattaraugus Little Valley will play against Maple Grove. Either way, that game the game is at Maple Grove. Maple Grove, the second seed, playing the winner of uh, three versus six. I think I got every class, Anthony. I hope so. If there's uh, a class E, I haven't heard about it. They I, missed the, I missed the memo. <laughs> I didn't get a schedule on that. Oh, by the way, you'll be happy to know that right now, as of this moment, we are live in South Bend. Are we really? Yes, we are. We are live in South Bend right now. Frank Wolf has it uh, cranking, I'm sure, and anybody that's near him is forced to listen. <laughs> oh, well, he must have. I sent him a text with some of the results. Uh, he must be elated about uh, finally uh, Jamestown taking the reins off Van Sickle. He was disappointed. He says, that guy does not give enough touches for as you know well as he played and all that. Uh I don't think he's all that surprised about the uh, Class A South sweep either. But, uh, Frank, go Irish. Have a good time, Frank. Uh, I don't know. i got to root for USC in this game. I'm sorry. Well, you're not alone. My wife's a Trojan fan as well. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Of course, uh, I've got uh, Michigan and Penn State tonight. Uh, I'm a bit nervous about that one. Boy, I'm looking forward. Penn State's pretty good. I mean, I get to go to a Penn State game. It's against Nebraska. Nebraska did lose to Northern Illinois a few weeks ago. Nebraska's a mess right now. But uh, still in all, I just picture, I can remember 20, 25 years ago, uh, Paterno against Bob Devaney or Osborne at Penn State. Osborne. Yeah, I guess you're too young to even remember Bob Devaney. Uh, I remember the name, but uh, Osborne pretty much was a coach for most of my time. That's who Osborne succeeded at Nebraska. We are talking... Late 60s, early 70s. Yeah. All right, that does it for us. Joe, thank you very much. Put up with a lot of uh, equipment issues today, but he got us through it. Sales coming up next. I'm on my way to Clarence High School in a little bit. Uh, 2.30 kickoff. Uh, go Cobras. Go Nikki. Big number 99. We'll talk to you next week with more Inside High School Sports. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.